closing things out with our friend and one half of the PM team, one of the best to do it, Andrew Filipponi. Pony, good morning, man. Pat, you pumped up, baby? Ready to go today? I am pumped up. Are you? Are you pumped up? Uh, yes and no. I am. Uh, I had Richie Walsh promise me courtside tickets, and then he blew me off at the last second. Wow. So that was a big – that was painful. It still stings, to be honest with you. So as a guy that, that went to Syracuse, obviously, that's been well documented. What, what, what does the pit rivalry mean to you, especially in basketball? Well, I mean, when it was in the Big East for, you know, those years from like 2002 to, I don't know, 2000, maybe 11, before they both left for the ACC, it was a game where you felt like the winner was in the driver's seat to compete for the Big East championship is how I felt about it. You know, that was really before Villanova's program took off in a big way with Jay Wright. And, you know, you felt like with Connecticut and Jim Calhoun and, you know, for a few years there, maybe Georgetown with John Thompson, like that those were the teams that you measured yourself up against. So from a Syracuse fan perspective, I think it was Pitt had a very defined style. They were going to be a really physical team. You knew that you were going to have your work cut out for you for 40 minutes. And you were just hoping that, you know, you'd win an ugly game, maybe a first to 50 game or something like that. So that's how I looked at it. I don't know if I ever really, you know, growing up a Syracuse fan or going to school there, I don't think I ever really hated Pitt. I think I was, I was impressed that in a, maybe a non-traditional basketball market where at the time it wasn't like the city was producing a lot of players, more of a football town, of course, that, they were so consistent year in and year out. So I think I admired them from afar and knew that when Pitt played Syracuse that the winning team was probably in position to win the Big East Championship. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. You make a good point about you know Pittsburgh not being a, a, a basketball market. Uh, obviously, there are people here that love basketball. You follow the game extremely closely. Obviously, Syracuse is a is a is a blue blood type of program in college basketball. But I want to I want to ask you, you know, Pitt has been rather dormant in terms of its basketball relevance for several years now. Um, until this season, obviously they've they've become more relevant, a part of the conversation. Where do you think Pitt basketball's place is in the sports market here in Pittsburgh? Now that you're a, you're a very prominent member of that market. Well, I think they can have a big one. I think the potential is there for Pitt to be a really relevant team. You know, they compete. They don't compete against the Steelers every weekend or high school football the way that the Pitt football program does. And even though, you know, the Pitt football program has been, you know, last two years really good, ACC championship finishing in the top 25 last year, you know, every Saturday the next day there's a Steelers game. And so you've got a very, you've got a very busy that's a very busy time of year, plus not to mention how many Penn State football fans and Notre Dame football fans and West Virginia football fans and even Ohio State football fans populate our region. Basketball season, you know, especially if the Penguins here are ready for a downturn, I think you've got that, that time, that space, where once the football season ends, once the Super Bowl is over, 
where a lot of attention can turn to pit basketball. And it was that way for a long time. And the Pete was sold out every game, not just senior day or the final home game of the year, but Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, the place was packed during conference season. And I absolutely think we can get back to that. You know, this season has sneaked up on people. I think that's a good thing in a way because it reminds people how much fun college basketball can be and how much better of a sports town we are when pit basketball is good, Pat. I also do think, though, what's going to be interesting is, you know, there's a lot more turnover in college sports now. What made those pit teams, what made people, I think, love those pit teams that that we talked about before was that these guys grew up in the program. You know, they started off as freshmen. Maybe they didn't play a lot. And by the time they were juniors and seniors, they were ready to really contribute to the program. Guys like Aaron Gray and players like that, Brad Wanamaker, that they were, as freshmen, they were way different than who they were by the time they left the program. Now you got guys who come in for one or two years. You know, Pitt, I think fans thought like maybe 10 years ago, how do we compete with the Dukes of the world and the North Carolinas of the world in the one-and-done era when they get NBA players for a year? Well, now everybody gets one-and-done, guys. Yep. It's the transfer portal. So it's going to be a whole new team next year, Pat, and that's going to be the challenge for Jeff Cable, but at least he's shown this year in year five, that he can do it now, and he can get a really good basketball team on the floor. Talking to Andrew Filipponi, and, and want to ask your perspective on this. Obviously, Syracuse not having the year they they hope for, plan for. What do you think the future is for Jim Beheim? What's the what's the what's the realistic expectation amongst the Syracuse community on how long he'll coach? As long as he wants, and, and I hate to bring this up just because of the way things ended, but it feels to me like there's a paternal vibe there, you know, where no one really within the program or within the university has the guts to sit down with Jim and say, okay, you know, let's map out a change or a, you know, a way of transferring power over to someone else. I don't think he's interested in that. He does not have a ton of hobbies. He's not somebody who I think, you know, wants to travel or play golf every day or wants to get caught up on things that he's missed. Like, he's a basketball junkie. There's a reason why he's been doing it for 50 years. Yep. And I don't think he wants to stop. And he's been the person that is responsible for the national championship in 03, the final four appearances, all the 20 win seasons, like, I just don't think that they have somebody there, whether it's the chancellor of the school, the athletic director, who wants to any booster, who wants to say to Jim, hey, it's over. Even though I think signs are pointing in that direction. You know, I thought what he did regarding Pitt and Miami and those schools a month ago was pretty classless. And he should have been reprimanded by the university for it. And he wasn't. And he did and he gave a half hearted apology, but by then I thought the damage had already been done. I think a lot of Syracuse fans are ready for something new, which, hey, maybe we'll learn the grass isn't greener on the other side. I'll always be grateful to to the guy, Pat, because he made a basketball team in central New York. Must see. They get 20,000 people there a game. Other than him, there's no reason why Syracuse basketball should be as good as it is, even though it's obviously not there now. But, no, I think people are ready for 
some fresh blood, some new blood in there, and a different coach. Last one for you, Andrew. Got to ask you the obligatory one. Um, you know, I appreciate your time this morning. You talk all week, so I, I appreciate you making a little bit of time for us. How do you see this one going today? Because again, it's it's as we learned in the ACC, you just never know. Yeah. Well, I think it's a tricky spot for Pitt because Syracuse has gotten blown out in two straight games. They lost to Duke, I think, by 22 and Clemson by 18. I might have that flipped. But they've lost their last two games by, by an average of 20 points. They've gotten killed. And I don't think that this team is a great team. I don't think that, you know, I, I want to say it's not an NCAA tournament team, but the way that they make the tournament now is so stupid, like, Syracuse will finish probably with a winning record in the ACC, and that used to be good enough to get yourself an NCAA tournament consideration. It's not anymore. But they lost games to Colgate and Bryant. I mean, they're not one of the 68 best teams in the country. But they've got two good guards. Yep. You know, Judah Mintz, who almost went to Pitt, is a guy who goes right to the basket, one of the great penetrating guards, one of the really good defensive guards in the country. You know, top steals guy. Uh, Joe Girard is a streaky shooter. He can make six or seven threes in a game like Nellie Cummings can, like he did last time Pitt played Syracuse. So, And then Ed Edwards inside is the type of guy that if he's not in foul trouble, you know, he can control the glass for Syracuse. So it's going to depend how Pitt shoots. Yep. If they shoot it like they did against Virginia Tech, well, then Syracuse can come in here and win today. So I think it's a toss-up game. The crowd will be great. It'll be rocking, but I think Syracuse will be more feisty than they've been the last couple times out, Pat. Well, it'll be interesting, man. Appreciate your perspective this morning, and uh, have a great day. I hope you're going to the game because, you know, if you need seats or anything, I, it doesn't sound like Richie Walsh took care of you. <laughs> he said courtside, Pat. I, I thought I was good. All That's right, brutal. Man. Well, have a great day, dude. Appreciate you. Yep. There he goes, Andrew Filipponi.